episode number 10. In this episode, Max Luster is talking about responsive topography, responsive design, fluid grids, adaptive layouts, and fluid type. What is responsive topography and how is it achieved? Um, yeah, so I don't really think of responsive typography as uh, like a replacement at all to responsive design. I, I look at it as an extension of responsive design. So it's just a new concept that adds on to the practices that everyone's been doing in responsive design over the last few years. Maybe you should explain a little bit uh, what responsive design is for beginners. Yeah, sure. Um, so there's really two main components to what makes up responsive design. Um, it's this idea of a fluid grid, um, which means uh, essentially, you know, you have the content of your website, the text, images, etc. Um, and a fluid grid is essentially just a way of saying, as the size of uh, your browser window changes, like if you took a corner and dragged it and made it smaller, for example, uh, the content inside the design is going to fluidly, meaning in real time, change as a proportion to the width of the screen itself. So, you know, maybe all the content in your page fits into 80% of the width of your screen. Um, and that's like the basics of what a fluid grid is, a very simple fluid grid. Um, and then adaptive layouts, you know, like uh, everyone knows what a layout is, but an adaptive layout is uh, the idea that on different screens, especially on very different screens and different devices like tablet to a mobile phone to a desktop, um, layouts themselves, so the arrangement of text, graphics, etc., um, actually change and often become simpler as you move down to simpler, smaller screens. Um, so that's responsive design in a nutshell. Um, and responsive typography is just um, an additional way of looking at responsive design. Um, and it's sort of a perspective shift um, in that, you know, I look at, at, at all websites as pieces of typography, right? Almost all. Um, yeah. Maybe there's some strange experimental things out there that wouldn't count, but pretty much all your traditional uh, websites involve type as a primary component. And so, Responsive typography may just be another way of saying responsive design. Um, it could just be the same thing. Would you say that responsive typography is some kind of atomic form of responsive design? Yeah, I think it's a more nuanced label for it, right? And I think it, it just, it, the difference is that there's a focus, if you're talking about responsive typography, in maintaining the core principles of typography in general, that have been around far before anyone was designing for screens. Um, things like making sure that there's the right number of characters per line on each line of your paragraph text. Um, making sure that the size of your paragraph text is appropriate for the viewing distance that someone's reading um, the content at so that it's comfortable reading size. Uh, making sure that uh, the widths of your columns and the, the um, height of your different lines or the letting um, is appropriate for the content. So th those are different properties of type that uh, that have been looked at for far longer than anyone's been designing for the screen. Um, and the responsive aspect of it is just to say that uh, on any screen, you should obey those principles. And how do you achieve responsive typography? Uh, so 
personally, um, I mean, it starts with an understanding of what makes good typography, what's always made good typography, um, what makes a readable length of, uh, length of text, what makes a readable font. Uh, so you have to start with basic principles of typography in general. Um, but you achieve responsive typography in the browser um, with a lot of the same tactics that you use in all uh, responsive design. So it's CSS, media queries, um, changing things as the different media properties change. You were talking about fluid grids, adaptive layouts, fluid typography. Can you go a little bit more into detail on those topics? Um, cool. So I really briefly started talking about what a fluid grid is um, and use that example of like, say your window is 100%, you know, the content that's going to fall inside that layout is 80% of the width, for example. Um, so that's the simplest concept of a fluid grid, um, is to say that the, the column of content that you're designing is a proportion to the size of the window itself. Um, so that relationship between your main content column and your window is one of the key components of a fluid grid. Um, but within that main content column, you know, that's going to take up some percentage of your screen, uh, you're going to want to have control within that, that space to be able to create layouts where, say, for example, there's a sidebar on the left and your content is on the right. Um, and so there's this idea of a typographic grid um, that has been around for far longer, again, than anyone's been designing for the web. But now on the web, there's all these tools out there that allow you to create complex uh, layouts that uh, can have multi-column layouts, essentially. So text on the left, images on the right, um, creating proportions between different content that you place on the screen. Um, so that's fluid grids. Um, so adaptive layouts in a little bit more detail. Um, I think the easiest way to picture that is just to picture uh, a responsive design that you've seen before. So a website that has the same URL, but for some reason when you pull it up on your mobile phone, it looks a lot simpler and cleaner. And when you pull it up on your desktop, it looks a lot more complex and uh, you know, it, there's more stuff going on in it. Yet you can tell that they're the same design and there's relationships between them that have stayed the same. Um, so when I say adaptive layout, really all I'm saying is that grid that underlies the content, um, you know, maybe there's 12 columns under, or underneath the content is actually changing as you're changing from different, completely different devices. So when I'm on a phone, maybe the grid itself is different um, for laying out that content. Um, so the adaptive layouts really just mean I'm changing the structure of a page. A sidebar is no longer a sidebar. A menu that I used to print on the screen is now hidden behind uh, a menu icon, things like that. And what about fluid typography? So fluid typography is, I guess, maybe part of what differentiates responsive typography from responsive design, right? Um, and it's not a concept that I came up with. It's a concept that I think was first written about by Trent Walton. Um, and yeah, he's a great designer. He does a lot of really simple typographic-based responsive designs. Um, so yeah, I mean, he introduced this concept of fluid typography, which essentially was this idea that the text on your screen should not be a constant size. So like everyone who's been working on the web at some point has used pixels to set font size of an element, right? And uh, that idea of like, okay, this 
paragraph text is 15 pixels. The idea of that being something that changes was kind of a strange concept, and it wasn't really part of the original concept of, of responsive design in general. So Trent came up with this idea that the text on his blog should actually get bigger, and in some cases a lot bigger than people were used to. Um, and whether or not you actually like what 22 pixel size font looks like on a blog, um, I think uh, the underlying idea that he had, which is that the font size on, uh, the font size itself isn't some static thing. It's this thing that should be adapting and changing as well as your grid and your layout to, the, to match the needs of the content that you have and to sort of respect the principles of, of typography um, no matter what screen you're on. So it's like this challenge, you have a fluid width column, right? I have, I'm setting my text to be 50% of the width of the screen. And if I only have one font size, yet that column is always roughly 50% of my screen, then on some screens, there's going to be hundreds of line of characters per line. And on other screens, there might be 20, 30, 40, and that all of your text is going to squished together. Um, so uh, basically, Trent introduced this idea of using size as a way of maintaining nice, readable uh, line length and also sort of scaling the, the type on a design to match the needs of the device that you're on. Um, so I thought that was a really cool idea. So one, one other aspect of it that I didn't mention um, was this idea of proportion and the relationships between the different sizes of things on your page. You mean modular scale? Uh, that's a part of it, but that's not necessarily a part of it. You can definitely have fluid typography without modular scale. Um, so it's just this idea that, you know, if I have a paragraph size text um, and say it's 10 pixels and I have a header and say it's 15 pixels, if I grow the size of the paragraph text by 10%, then the, you know, making it 11 pixels, then the header should also grow by 10%. And maintaining that proportional relationship between the two different sizes is an important part of um, a lot of the practices that I do with fluid typography. Mm -hmm.